Moving on. I hope Obama Yang is a cat guy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he la- I think he has like four cats. Do we know that from his Instagram? All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shusko. Gentlemen. Yeah, man. We are here. We're together. Sitting down to record another podcast. It seems so, so Except at home. Except it, it does feel like home. It does feel like it, home because we're at my home. That's true. <laughs> and yet, there haven't been any Premier League matches, gentlemen. No, I well, missed then, it. But hey, there were some good FA Cup matches this weekend. What are we doing here? Then well, Brian's just jumping right into it. <laughs> I, I mean, we want to talk about the FA Cup for a second. Okay. Brian's not really a fan of fantasy soccer foreplay. <laughs> he wants to get right to the act of fantasy discussing why we're here. FA Cup panther. All right. Brian's <laughs> just completely blown up the beginning of this podcast. No, I'm not. <laughs> All right. So here's talk. what we're Let's here's, talk about no, it. No, it's too late. Here's no. what we're going to do. No. He can't say on to the matches, so, he, so he's trying to do something else instead. Let me just explain <laughs> why we're here, shall we? Yes. Try to rescue this. All right. So we're together <laughs> to have one of what one of what we're calling our special pods. Yeah, sure. No, no weekend matches. But that's okay. There was an FA Cup. We'll touch on that briefly, as, as Brian alluded to. Oh, man. To. Did you guys see any of the FA Cup matches? Oh, see? Look at this. It's just dripping, the sarcasm. Just dripping. So here's what we're going to do instead. <laughs> as we embark on this midweek match week in the Premier League, we're also coming to the end of January, which means that the transfer window here in the winter... An unprecedented, and I said this before last week, an unprecedented... January transfer window. You might be right. I'm looking at the list of signings that we're going to discuss in this podcast. It's an impressive list. But that's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at the signings so far in the January transfer window, and we're going to el- we're going to elaborate for you on whether or not they are ownable players in Fantasy Premier League. That's it. We're not going to talk about whether or not they improve their clubs or if they're going to be good players in real life. We're going to talk about should you own them at some point now or in the near future in Fantasy. Yeah. We're going to go through each one. Are we going to name that something? I think we're going to go with listener Ryan's suggestion. Okay. We're going to call it FPL Stud or FPL Dud. Dud. Okay. Yeah. Dud. Stud or Dud. Milk Duds. Nope. Brian, you, you love Milk Duds, don't you? you Actually, have. I don't. No? Stud or Doug? <laughs> Doug as is in the name? D-O-U-G. Now, let's, let's just stick with Dud. Stud or Doug? I am not. Do we know a, a really bad player named Doug? I am not a fan of Milk Duds. No. Uh, too too sticky. Sticks chewy. in the teeth too much? Yeah, yeah. can't do it. Yeah. Hey, Scott. We're, what is happening to our podcast? <laughs> we're getting to it, man. This hurts. Sure. This hurts. We're going to go through this list. Before we get into that, though, let's briefly touch on the FA Cup. There's really one major item of note for a Premier League podcast, a fantasy Premier League podcast such as ours, coming out of this FA Cup fourth-round weekend, and that is one Leroy Sané. Leroy Sané, we found out his leg is made of half rubber. Because if it was full rubber, he wouldn't be able to walk. And if it was not rubber at all, it would have completely snapped in half. Probably. Pep says two or three weeks, a month, we'll see 
soon. Which he said about the Browner on that horrible tackle, right? Well, and he I was think ne- out there the next week? Two days later. He was. Um, Jesus was months. Now it's weeks. It was one and or two pep- months, but and then none it of turned them into looked, about a month. None of them looked as bad as this. It looked horrible. No, this one, this one looked really bad, but I don't know. Who was I, it? Joe, I, guess uh, I guess I'll believe it when I see it. Joe Bennett. Captain Joe Bennett, Cardiff City, is the one that tried to literally snap Sonny's leg in half. I hope you're proud, Joe Bennett. He came out later saying it wasn't intentional. He apologized. I'm more concerned about Pep. I think when he gives a, a timeline for a player injury mm-hmm. and when they're going to return, I think someone in the press needs to ask him how long a week is. Yeah. <laughs> like how many like, days he thinks yes. are in a, Maybe in a, his in week a regular is, week. Is yes, three exactly. Days. Yeah. exactly. That's, that seems to be the case. <laughs> One week equals three days yeah. in Pep land. Nonetheless, he did come out saying that referees need to do more to protect players, which makes me want to ask you a question, Dave. Sure. You love, more than anyone else on this podcast, the rough-and-tumble nature of of English football. This is true. Is Pep right? Do referees need to do more to protect players in a case like this? So, technically, yes, in this case. Um, I don't believe in going in with studs up, hitting people in the shins from the side as, as they're slide tackling. I, I Listen, I like the the shoulder tackling, the arm jostling, Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even a good old-fashioned hip check every now and then. Right. But the, the, the sliding with the studs up, there's no place for that, in my opinion, in football. And I think that's what Pep's alluding to. Um, but that's, that's my opinion on that. So not even you want to see crunching ankle tackles more than the beauty and incisiveness of a Sané assist on a Manchester City goal. As much as much as I would like to see Man City lose about three players. Wow. Uh, just because I want something to slow them down to make the race interesting. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to see Sané's leg get broken like Ramsey's mm-hmm. and Shawcross. I mean, I was having some flashbacks a little bit. As of the time, yeah, that's true. As of the time of this recording, eleven point one percent of FPL owners still own Leroy Sane. I feel like it's, I feel like it's a bigger deal for what City actually is going to do, rather than FPL owners. Yeah. Okay. Just because he he's been okay. I mean he he dropped off so much after he went, you know, after he lit on fire in the, you know, after like week five or something like that. Whenever he was getting consistent starts again and. You know, if you got on early, early, early with him, you you it paid dividends. But then, you know, it kind of shifted. All the power kind of shifted around, and David Silva went on fire for a while, and Sterling kind of stayed on fire the whole time, and Brana did the same thing. So, you just see what Sane does for their attack. I yeah. mean, he's untouchable whenever he's whenever he's moving fast. I mean, nobody can get close to him, and I just wonder what that'll do to what that does, especially to like. Bernardo Silva? Well, I wonder what it does to Aguero, what it does for Sterling. And, I mean, it yeah. just changes a little bit about what they do in the wing. So, yeah. No, I agree. I, I just, again, Scott, going back to what you had said, my opinion is that Pep Pep's right in this situation. Okay. Now, there's one other thing, Dave, that you mentioned. Especially, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. One more thought crossed my mind. Yeah. Especially when you have the Premier League clubs playing League One and League Twos. Which Cardiff, I believe, is a championship club. Are they? That's beside the point. Fair enough. But still, it's just as easy as I'm watching Spurs play at Newport County. Sure. Man, just as easy somebody could come. I mean, look, 
they're they're not as good as athletes. It's just fact. It's, good. it's almost across the board. I, I mean, sure. that's the reason why they're playing where they are. Yep. I'm not taking anything away from their character, right? But I mean, just that it is what it is. And sometimes when you're less of an athlete, you're a half step behind or whatnot. Sometimes you might have to lunge into tackles a little bit more. I'm just saying when when referees are refereeing those games, I'm not saying you necessarily got to protect the Premier League clubs, but you just got to understand that that there might be a foul that might be a little bit harder just because the other guy not necessarily like has is, is hating on somebody or has an issue with someone. It's just that extra effort and they're missing. They're just the they're just trying extra hard. Maybe they couldn't slow down that extra little bit because the guy. Like cut in front of him, it's just, it's but it's those things maybe that Pep's alluding to. Sure. In this in this scenario, I'd say that about fifteen percent of what people mean when they talk about the the beauty and the wonder of the FA Cup, though, is that effort that you're no, discussing. No, no, that's right. And upsets and or hey, Newport going to Wembley, which is awesome. Yeah, lucky them, right? That's they fantastic. They draw Tottenham. They draw Tottenham in in the draw, and then they uh, they well, they draw it home against them, and now they get to go to Wembley of all places. And what they were winning the game up until what the seventy fifth, eightieth minute, and Kane finally got a goal. It wasn't even a great one. It was a ball that kind of bounced through a crowd of people, and then he happened to be oh, there and son and tap it in. Son put a nice assist on it. Did did Son to re, to redirect it? Mm-hmm. Son got a nice touch. Put it right. Put it right directly in front. Kane I thought you didn't want to talk about himself. the FA Cup, right? No, it was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that pitch was something else. That, that pitch game. was something else. That it didn't look far off of my yard currently. <laughs> in my yard in winter. Were there, were there some acorns? <laughs> There's some acorns out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, that is a few roots growing. A bit patchy. <laughs> a bit patchy. Listen, you're looking for any advantage you can when you are are coming up, you know, and and. I don't fault him for it. Harry Kane probably it's he it was probably nine the last time he played on a pitch like that. Probably nine years old. Very very possibly. One thing that you mentioned, Dave, that I think is interesting enough to mention briefly for our podcast, uh, looking back at this past weekend, is the importance of maybe looking at a club's FA Cup lineup yeah. to determine who's gonna play in Premier League matches this midweek. Right. I mean, and it was just it was Saturday and Sunday. Well, it was Friday. There was, there was was there one game Friday? I think there's a couple of games on Friday. Then Friday, then Saturday and Sunday, and then you turn around in these Premier League clubs. They got games. They got match weeks. Two Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday, Wednesday this week, yep. right? And so that's obviously that's what's that's what we're looking at selfishly is how's this going to affect my fantasy lineup, right? right. So I, I'm looking at Liverpool. Liverpool put their full team out there for yep. the most part, except a couple guys in defense. And goal that wouldn't have mattered, but offensively, all Liverpool's big hitters were out there. Tottenham started a full team, yep. their full squad. Uh, City, it, with the exception, they they started. Uh, they didn't start Ederson. They started Bravo, but they started a full squad as well. Yep. So you know, as, as an Aguero owner, I'm looking at it and thinking, okay, Aguero just put in a put in a piece there, yep. and what is, is he going to be starting on Wednesday? Yeah. So, listen, Jesus is not expected back to February the 10th, so I imagine Aguero is starting, but... But will he play the full 90? Will he play the full 90? Yeah. And uh, so anyways, but yeah, I just was really surprised at all the teams that put all... It seemed like all the big clubs put out their full squads. It's interesting, right? For a fourth-round match. Tottenham, Tottenham tried to skirt by it a little bit. 
probably thought it was safe to do so. Against a League Two team. Yeah. But Newport, hey, listen, no one just comes into Newport County and walks <laughs> out of there with a win, Brian. No, they do not. And uh, by the end of the game, uh, Kane, Ali had come into the game, and uh, they, you know, they tried to rescue a point, and they did. They did. And Son. Son, Ali, and Kane did not start that game, but they all three had to finish. And, of course, Brian Son to Kane was the uh, big match-tying uh, goal. Well, let's take 90 more seconds yep. and discuss one more thing. Juan Foyth. Before, nope. Before we get to <laughs> right. the point of our show, more VAR. Oh. VAR. VAR. Video assistant referees. That's, that's been used in the tournament, right? They've been it's using being it. It's being used right? in the FA Cup. It played a very prominent role in the Liverpool-West Brom match. Yep. Any thoughts on the use it of was, VAR? This it week? was first half defining in the Liverpool-West Brom match. It it worked, oh, I, I right? I forgot. Yeah, I'd say Liverpool it worked. It worked. Kind of. It worked a little it, bit. Why West? It just Brom. took. It just seemed like it. That's took, not what I'm talking about here. It just took a long time. I totally forgot. It took about. a long time, and the the picture of Craig Pawson holding his hand to his ear for four minutes is, yeah. is what it the lasting memory of my yeah one wow. called it. It, was it took ridiculous. a while. It was used several times. It worked every time, I think you'd have to say. Yes. It just so, took a long time, and I have to say, as a fan of American sports. We have replay now in pretty much every major sports league in America, and I'm in favor of that. But yeah. as an American sports fan, I'm also used to a start-stop nature to my American sports. Right. So the in, the implementation of replay has not significantly it's, altered it's the flow of the game. It's easier to stomach a little bit, right? There's something about the clock still ticking in soccer with a replay ongoing yeah. that makes me anxious, mm. and I don't like it. Like, well, and you'd say, too, not, not to drag american professional football into this but yeah i think there's also reasonable time limit while you're sitting there watching where you know i i think everyone in the world sees the obvious replays and when when those drag on right the everyone in the country is sitting there just saying what is wrong with yeah, you you've got this. new york yeah, make the whoever call. is right. looking at yep. this you're right. seeing what we're seeing this is obvious yeah yep. just 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 call that down so when it takes a long time, I think that's yeah. the, I think that's the one time everyone just gets. And I'm just going to say this now, mini rant here. After a penalty was called, Salah goes down in the box. He's dragged down. I remember who dragged him down. One of the defenders on West Brom. Uh, he dragged. He 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 grabbed him, and Salah went down. Made a little bit of a, a, a meal of it, but at the same it, time, it was not it Hagazi. Was a, it was a penalty. It was definitely a penalty. It was not Egyptian on Egyptian, Brian. No, it was not. VAR worked. Penalty was eventually called. But then for another 60 to 90 seconds, West Brom players are walking alongside the referee arguing about the call. Post-VAR usage of the penalty call. Right. In other words, like, come on. What are you arguing? Like, Like, I I don't understand. I thought we got rid of this kind of arguing with the officials from from the game. I know he gave out a couple of yellow cards, but seriously, get serious, referees. If you use VAR in a match to make a call and then the players are still arguing with you about it, I mean, send them off. Get. I'm fine 11 v 8 in a situation like that. I don't care if it alters the outcome of the match. Don't let that happen. If, if it was me, I'd look at all the guys following me or, or running their mouths. I turn around and I say, who wants a card? The first, exactly. The first guy that opens his mouth with anything gets one. Exactly. The next guy that opens his mouth other gets than, one as well. Other than team captain. That's the only guy. You're yeah, right, Brian. In reasonable, in reasonable valid. complaint. You're right. Not, valid. Not, You're right. Not egregious. Yep. You're right. That's the only rant yeah. I'd I be. To go I'd be on. card guy. 
I, I absolutely they, they'd absolutely. finish the game with four 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 people and i'll do a yellow and if they keep going i'll give them a second that's it perfectly fine that's it all right let's get on to the show this is going to what long. brian wants to talk about well, so i'm a bit of a hypocrite when it comes to milk duds because i say i don't like the sticky candy like that but i do like bit of honeys <laughs> which are also i feel like it's a different kind though of sticky. They're, I also am they're pro, a lot tougher though. I'm also pro Swedish fish, which are one of the stickiest things you can possibly eat. I hate Swedish fish. Anyway, yeah, sure. I like those like square <laughs> caramel candies, like just the little caramels, caramels. Oh, just plain old, plain old caramel. It, yeah, they're good. Should, should we have yeah. how to say on caramel? Caramel? It's not caramel. It's not Mount caramel. Is a, is a geographical formation Mount, caramel okay. is the Car- caramel tell it to my midwestern heritage sir okay i know i'm just all right <laughs> we are here to discuss whether or not these january signings are studs or duds for let's their get new on clubs. to something and uh i need to do this it is currently 8 46 p.m on january 29th yeah meaning that we're only going to discuss what we want to discuss <laughs> among the players who've been signed so far so this is not an exhaustive list we're not going to get into the nitty-gritty of the of the small signings we're going right. to discuss signings that are at least worthy of asking the question is this going to be an fpl stud or an fpl dud so again if there's guys who are signed and there might be 19 more who were signed in the last two days of this it has been window. fast and furious man but we're only going to discuss the ones who as of now are significant signings for clubs in this January window, up until this point, eight now eight forty seven sure. p.m. Right, Eastern you. Standard Time, time stamped January 29th. All right, here we go. On to the studs or duds. We are going to start. We're going to go in alphabetical order by club. So we're going to start with yep. Arsenal. Yeah, sure. So Dave, you're going to get to enjoy Listen, this beginning. Thank goodness of the pod. we get this out of the way. All right. Hey. Two significant signings to this point for Arsenal in this transfer window: Henrik Mkhitaryan, yeah, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Are, are we? We're talking, not talking about the uh, the cells either, are we? I mean, no. they, they've had multiple guys leave no. and go to other you clubs. You just want to know. We'll talk about we, them. We just want impacts on their team. We'll talk about them if they went to, to another, another English team. club. Fair enough. I have a I have a question specifically about Aubameyang. I think studs. I think studs on both. You would own both. Yes, I think that Mctarian is absolutely going to be a stud. First of all, Aubameyang will come in as a. Forward striker. Yep, he'll be playing right in the middle. What dollar amount do you anticipate him being? At least, and what ten, dollar it, amount would he? Would you say is is the price that would make you buy him? Because um, those don't have to be the same. It's really interesting because I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna buy him the second he comes in. I would think he'll be between a ten point five and eleven. He'd have to be at least well, as lo- at least as much as say, Lacazette. Lacazette's right? what a ten point seven five. No, I don't think they go. go I don't think they go in the hundreds, sir. Oh, you're right. What's wrong? I meant seven or five, but good call. He's a. Ten, I'll bet 10. he's 3. like a ten point three. I was going to say ten point three. I think he will be a uh, above a, a ten point five. Between ten point five and eleven would be my guess. Who does he come into the lineup for? Uh, he comes in for uh, Iwobi because Lacazette now will, will move to one of the wings. Okay. Along with uh, Mctarian will be playing the other wing, Ozil in the middle, right behind Aubameyang playing up top. It's going to be those those four. What? And you said that that's already making up a new Arsenal yes. attack lim- yes. uh, my, acronym. My new acronym now that Sanchez is gone is uh, is LMA LMAO. Yeah, laughing laughing my ass off. Also yeah. also known as Aubameyang Ozil. Yeah, 
Yeah. So I listen. I already hate that. It could be. I yeah. know you do, and that's why I love it even more. I call me crazy. Call me dumb fanboy. That is fine. I both of these signings seem to make a lot of sense. I love um, Obama Yang's scoring record. It's been like that for a long time. Brian, does Aaron Ramsey suffer here? Maybe. It just depends. It pushes him back. Well, but he was already playing back. He he was already playing right in front of the defense with Jaka. With Jaka. Uh, but I tell you what's made Arsenal look a little bit better is El Nani and Jaka because both of them are more declined to stay inclined to stay back. What does this do to Jack Wilshire? Jack Wilshire's time might suffer a little bit. Because it's Jack Jack and, and Aaron Ramsey are gonna be, I think, fighting for, okay. for playing. To time. that I say then free Jack Wilshire. Let him go somewhere Absolutely. else outside I mean, of Arsenal. I don't think it'll happen this window, but uh, please, listen, Arsenal, free Jack Wilson. Yeah, I, I could easily argue that right now I'd rather have Jack playing than Ramsey. Right. Listen, Jack's been playing great. Right. No, Anyways, everyone's saying that. I think Mctarian. I, I, I truly think Mctarian uh, is an amazing buy at a 7.6. Yeah. He's a 7.6. And I think that he is an absolute steal at that price. If you haven't... I know we spent the entire pod last week talking about Marco replacements. Right, right, right. Target's not far from being no, in that range. That, no, right. it's not. It's within a couple point billion dollars. Brian, would you own Stutter Dud, Mctarian, Aubameyang? Um, I think I would definitely own Mctarian. I would have a tougher time with Aubameyang, especially every every tenth that he's close. Every tenth near eleven dollars that he is, I would have a hard. A harder time with him yeah yeah but i mean it's not not because he couldn't come in and be good he was on the cover of fifa just a couple of years ago i mean i feel like it's i think this is like a star guy from the whole world so can he should he come in and be really good yeah of course he should come in and be really good but i don't know i would have a tough time buying him right away but if he does one good thing everyone's I mean, jumping uh, yeah of here's course. the thing yeah and here's and we need to move on because we have so many things to get to. I just feel like Obama Yang, with not only playing with Mctarian but also with Ozil, I I feel like there's going to be service galore up up through up with through balls and crosses and what have you. And I just think he's going to be the recipient of a lot of good service. Hmm. Okay. Is there too much? Is there too much service with Ozil and Mctarian? Maybe. Maybe we're just going to wait and see. I hope not. But maybe is this just a is this a the possibility of everything becomes really efficient and every week one of one or two of those guys does something and everyone else just gets to sit and watch? Yeah, there's a part of me that almost will watch those four guys kind of try to go up and score and then just keep keep five back or six back to just to defend. Is it true that for every twenty five passes it counts as a goal? Because then Arsenal would win <laughs> the rest of the year. Yeah, that's true. Hey, Is it too late to join Play Taga so that I can get all those pass stats? <laughs> no? All right. Oh, wow. Don't for be the, a hater. For the, for the record, I think Matarian probably I would uh, lean yeah. towards Stud. Yeah. Aubameyang, I'm going to have to wait and see. Okay. You have to wait Is that one of the options? Though? I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm fine, Dud. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, going to, I'm going to be perfectly fine if I don't get a couple of weeks of production from him. Yeah. Because I waited to see what he would do. Okay. I'm going to be perfectly fine with that. And you know, if you're if you're doing what a lot of people are doing, which is owning Kane and Aguero, or if you're owning 
you know, if you're still in, you know, if you're still at Lukaku for whatever reason. Uh, if you have Lukaku, you should be enticed by Aubameyang. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what, yes. If you have Kane and Aguero, stay where you are. Right. Right? Well, I, yeah, and I would say the only thing that, cha- the only thing that, that, that makes it okay is that in the event that Aubameyang does something really awesome quickly and in two or three weeks... When Jesus comes back, if J- if Jesus returning to the city lineup muddies the city attack again, and you're you know you're getting every other week starts from Aguero and Jesus, maybe yeah you do prefer having this the steady start of someone with the threat of Aubameyang. It, it just I I feel like this has the potential to go off the rails. Everyone jumping on the guy the second that he shows up. Yeah. And his ownership goes straight to like fifteen percent or yeah. something like that because yeah. everyone dumps Harry Kane for the next three weeks and tries to grab Obama Yang or something, you know, because like, of Kane's schedule, right? Just because of the schedule for for Spurs the next three. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I feel like there's the opportunity for that, but yeah. if there was ever a wait and see, I mean, until they sort this out, who's starting? Where is where are each of these guys actually going to play until sure. you actually see it? I mean, I feel like this is like the the it's it's like the platonic ideal of wait and see. Mm. And we're assuming they're going to just mesh immediately. True, that doesn't always happen. No, it rarely happens. No, but when you're awesome, it does. Yeah, and not and and now he's he got what he wanted, so he's happy, so he's going to yeah. play really well. Uh, you and know he how, loves London. He's a party guy. You know how that worked when you know how good Sanchez was when he was happy. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And taking shirt, shirtless selfies. Yeah. Moving on. I hope Obama Yang is a cat guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope he, I hope he has like four cats. Do we know that from his Instagram? Uh, oh, oh, oh. Okay. Probably not. All right. Let's next, move, next stud or dud. Let's move on to Brighton. We actually have two forwards to discuss with Brighton and Hove Albion. Jurgen Locadia, club record signing, 14.1 million pounds from PSV in the Netherlands. Oh, we know how they score goals in that league. And then Leonardo Ajoa, someone that we know very well from yeah, Leicester yeah. City. Yeah. Stutter dud on both of those guys. Well, the thing that makes me nervous about it is... It's Brighton. Glenn Murray. Okay. Tomer Hemed already existing there. Then look. Locadia, then Ujoa. I mean, it just feels like okay. It just feels like rotation city. I say Brighton and Hove rotation. I say dud on Locadia because when was the last time anyone came from that league? Sorry, that league. I don't even know your name, but the Dutch Eredivisie. league, right? The the Eredivisie is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, when was the last time anyone came in? from there and just dominated in the Premier League and or just was serviceable. I don't think there's many guys. I know there are some, but none are coming to my mind right now. Well, didn't Suarez didn't Suarez come from the Dutch League? I think Van Persie did too, but anyways. Did Van Alden play there? Maybe. Look, there's Let's some keep guys. keep asking okay. about individuals <laughs> and, and not and and showing that we don't Fair know. <laughs> Listen, but I think I think Ujo. Ujoa. Ujoa? Yeah. I almost put Jacha in there. Ujoa, right, with a J, Brian? Is no, that official? It's more like a, a ZH. Is he a friend of the pod? Joa. Anyways, I think he has a chance if he plays, if he gets a start with, with Pascal Grobs. Well, you know he is um, starting. Well, you know he is starting he should be. this week. 
He is. That's right. Yeah. So I feel like he has a chance to be a stud at 4.8. Yeah. So, you That's know. That's low. 4.8 low. No, yeah, it's low. It's play. extremely low. It's, Paul, Look, it's Peter Crouch low. I'll say this. I'll, <laughs> okay, I will, I'll go on record and say this. I, like, right now, I've, been, I've had Nias as my third striker because he's been playing a little bit, and when he plays, he plays well. But if, if Ujoa is going to play for Brighton and start every week at a 4.8, I'm absolutely picking him up. Even though it's still Brighton? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I, think I, I like that better than the Nias in, a, in a, I don't know when he's going to play. Well, I was going to say, say another guiding principle for anyone under $6 is, is there a compel, especially for forwards, is there a compelling reason to own them over Jordan Ayew? Well, that's, right. that was exactly my question. But, but I use more as, than that. As number one, Ojoa a cheap guy. Or Jordan and, Ayew. Which one? What's Ayew's cost? I don't... 5.2. He's up to 5.2. It The the price differential is too much for me. It's 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 0.4. Because I don't, I don't want to start him every week. I'll use that 0.4 somewhere else. Ojoa had a great goal-scoring record for Leicester a couple of seasons ago. Right. Well, key, key moment goals. Yeah. Guy to come in yeah. and save them more right. than once with goals that are really important. He he has not gotten a ton of playing time. No. Now, and maybe that was its own fault, you know, in in uh in training. What's well, cuz that's because there's no no one replaces Vardy. Okazaki is more tactically important to yeah. them most of the yeah. time. Yeah. And then and, and then, then also the pressure to right to yeah. have Slomani to play Ianacho sometimes so right. that he doesn't it completely just, waste away as their yeah. record signing or whatever he was. Yeah. So yeah, when was uh when was he gonna get out there? Anyways. All right, so Dave says Locadia dud yeah. and Najoa stud. Yeah, Brian, sure. do you for, especially for that price. I mean I mean sure, I want sure. that, that to be you gotta take that into account. Sure. Yeah, I mean that's what I think I think at six dollars, that's I I mean to me like one one A or or two on the list of cheap guys. I mean, we've talked about Callum Wilson a million times. And Who's Callum, six? You said six dollars. Locadia is six dollars. Okay. So that by itself, to me, says there is no way. The only thing you're doing if you're buying him is buying the differential. So, yeah, there's. I would say the duddiest of duds <laughs> on Locadia, but not because he couldn't be good. I mean, as of those guys. Uh, you know the thing that you know FPL has talked about with him coming in there is ability to run in behind. Uh, you know, a little bit pacier guy and attack for them, which they have not really had. But who's going to provide him the service right. he would need so, to do? So, and, and like you said, it's Brighton. So, right. and we know Brighton, like we've said before with Pascal Gross, Brighton's fantasy usefulness is fast expiring. So they've got a few more weeks of good. You know, it's say good yeah. fixtures, and then basically their you know the rest of their season is a bit hellish. Yeah. So, you know, there I would say no way on six dollars for Locadia to start with, and I would say Ujoa is definitely a consideration at four point eight. Yeah, but I'm still going to call dud on both. Okay, fair enough. Burnley, they've signed at this point uh, Aaron Lennon. What do we say about Aaron Lennon? I'm going to say right off the bat, I think this is worth thinking about. Okay, why? <laughs> that's that's not a category. He'll get there. He'll get there. I'm Go saying ahead, I'm saying Aaron Lennon is stud potential 
in terms of buying. I right. don't think he's going to come in and light up Burnley. And he's be, a 5.4. And that's exactly why. Right. In the midfield, right? Yes. 5.4 yeah. for a midfielder. He, he is owned by some people. He's 0.1% or something like that. The thing that, the thing that makes me say, at least think about it, is because no one owns him, and you know that he has, like, they're buying pace. They're and and this is different. You know, he's coming into a Burnley team that has shown capability, and, and the thing that they've lacked is a guy like Aaron Lennon. And their schedule. After is great. Remember, I Burnley talked about the schedule. Last is excellent. The rest of the season, their schedule was brutal over Christmas, and now yeah. it is looking very rosy. Right after they play City, in the next week or so, on the way out. The thing that makes me say, I, I couldn't just go get him right away, is that Goodmanson is five dollars. Mm. So even in Burnley's team, there's another midfielder for less than Aaron Lennon that. I don't know. I don't know that they'd necessarily cancel each other out. I don't think he. It's not Aaron Lennon coming in and taking Goodmanson's place. Yeah, one for one necessarily. But there's no way I'm giving Lennon a stud if he can't even beat out Goodmanson. Sort of in the in the, the in a fantasy owner. Yeah, I think his price, Lennon's price, if it was a little bit less, I'd lean stud. But I'm going to go dud. Huh. For me, Lennon's success has everything to do with who the forward is. Yeah, if, it's, if if Chris Wood gets healthy, correct. If Chris Wood comes back, and <laughs> or Sam Vokes, right? They're talking about selling Ashley Barnes as of the time of this pod. He has yeah. not been sold. If he's the forward, Aaron Lennon is not going to be providing assists to no. Ashley Barnes on a regular basis. He could, in the air, to Sam Vokes or Chris Wood. Yeah, of course you can't predict that from week to week. But I do think I agree. I think that the potential is there. I'm not going to buy him right now. But at that price, I easily could make him my fifth midfielder at some point in this season. All right. So, dud to um, start with, again, Brian, I agree. I think there's upside there, though, on that dud. There is a really good article about uh, about them signing, uh, about Burnley signing Aaron Lennon. Uh, one, Burnley fans are excited about it because it uh, seems to be consensus with a lot of fans that this shows how far Burnley have come under... under um, under Dyche. Sean Dyche. I almost said Sam Dyche. <laughs> Under Sean Dyche. The reason why there's a picture of the first face I see in the article is Sam Allardyce. So just... Okay. Uh, Aaron Lennon comes from Everton. Of right. And so, one, Burnley fans are excited because it's a, you know, this is, this is someone who's competed for a spot for England. And, you know, so it's not like the feeling is we're not just the best of the championship. Right. anymore right. like this is a legitimate good signing for for us and it's somebody that fills a, a legitimate need um but the quotes they had quotes from leighton baines they talked about leighton baines talked about he said his work rate had been the catalyst for us to get results it started it starts to embarrass people into doing into working that hard as well and just talked about it his his work rate being infectious yeah and so a team that already has, has yeah has Sean Dyche like has pushed them up basically we we think probably yeah. as, as about as high as they're going to get but they're high and bringing in a guy like that like I said I think it I think there's a lot of really good potential for him for the team so yeah. to give this a baseball American baseball analogy this, this is, is not like, a baseball podcast correct but this is like the small market club that is in the playoff hunt at mid season and and makes a 
a a buy. You know, they they buy a player or trade for a player uh, in the baseball sense. That's going to help them, but it's like just to get that club at another spurt of energy, just to try to get them further than they could go. Yeah. Be the little club that could. Kind of yeah. show a little intention. Yeah, too, right? but at the same time, I have a question. Yeah, Everton is a club that lacks pace more than anything else. Aaron yeah. Lennon didn't play for them all year. Yeah. So what's the story? They sold him he, instead. Yeah. Well, I think the that seems like the feeling is we got Theo. We don't really need Aaron Lennon. No. I just think that if Aaron Lennon was providing any kind of spark specifically for what was their weakness and is still their weakness, you would think they would have played him. So I don't know. That that makes me second guess and think more dud than I was originally intending. We turn to Chelsea. A couple of signings so far in the window for them. Ross Barkley and Emerson Palmieri from Roma. If, if Barkley, Brian, was... If I knew that he was getting regular minutes, yep. At at seven point three, seven point three, uh, I like that. I would I would lean stud for that price, but I do not believe he's going to be getting regular minutes unless Hazard gets hurt. Hazard, excuse me, and therefore I will say dud, mainly based on just playing time. Brian, um, what say you? I will about say Ross for. For Ross Barkley, the one name that makes me say dud is Willian. The Willian started the season priced at $7. Yeah, and has dropped. Had an assist in his first game and went up like double and then did nothing for like nine weeks and then progressively dropped and dropped. And you know now he's at the lowest that he's been all season. It's, well, now he's back up to 6.8. Well, he's dinged, up, he's dinged up a little bit, right? Yeah, he... Yeah, he left early against in the last uh, in the last Chelsea match. It was more of a it's a it's probably a late fitness test for him coming into this week. It's perfect against, against Bournemouth. Right after he's in the Arnautovic, he's one of the three that we're talking about replacing. And next thing you know, he he comes up uh, gimpy in the FA Cup match. Of yeah, course, of well, course that and happens. The, and the difference is, if Ross Barkley, if you could, if you can say definitively, Ross Barkley is going to have minutes that do not sound like this: ninety, seventy, seventeen, ninety, eight, thirty-two, eighty. If you could say for sure that Ross Barkley's minutes were going to be more consistent than Williams, yeah, then you'd say, yeah, you'd probably take the point five difference between those two for yeah. those more consistent minutes. But I'm not touching it. I just I think I yeah. think right now it's got to be a dud. I agree, dud. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think he's going to be closer to Danny Drinkwater for Chelsea than Eden Hazard for Chelsea. So total dud. Emerson Palmieri today he was signed from Roma, left back. Yeah, he, had, he he has no value. That makes it very difficult to say stud or dud, especially because I am not up on my Serie A. Well, let me defenders. just ask you this: Who plays left back for Chelsea? Marcus Alonso. Thank you, Brian. Dave just had his mouth gaping open. Well, no, 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 no. I, I'm thinking they, they've been playing a back three, so it's been like uh, Aspilicueta, Rudiger, Christensen, you Cahill. know, Cahill, and then you know Zappacosta sometimes, right? And then they've been playing with wing backs with Alonso and, and Moses. Mm-hmm. So when you say who plays left back, I'm like, did sure. they change formation? I don't think so. Do you see him being a regular starter for Chelsea at left? At, you know, well, Alonso in, in was three. Alonso was a was a left back, I think. 
mm-hmm. and then he kind of got moved up to sure wing back sort of and Moses was a midfielder and then he got you know yeah so I don't know I have no idea what this guy is but chances are he's going to be a dud Brian yeah I mean it would be tough I mean I feel like he's I feel like it's it's depth it feels like a depth guy but yeah, yeah I agree I feel like if it's not as Pelicueta or Alonzo, you're not owning a Chelsea defender anyway. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere near him in FPL, so I agree, dud. Moving on to Crystal Palace, I just brought this one in. They're going to sign other guys before the window closes, but I brought this one signing in because what a great name. I I don't even know if this is how you say it. We need need a how to say on this. We will. But Yaroslaw Yach. I just really made the most. Make of that sure one. you get a lot of spit in your mouth before oh, you try to say a mess right now. his name. Yeah. Um, Stutter dud, uh, Dave. Four point five. Yeah. If he plays, uh huh. I think doesn't he'll be a, matter. I think Shut he'll up. Be a stud. Shut up. You sure. are kidding me right now. No. There's okay. one. Okay. There's... No. 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 This is a reason why I say dud. Okay. okay. Their schedule is the worst schedule. In the league over the next eight seven weeks, I don't even need to read it, but just trust me. Involved in there is Spurs, United, Chelsea, and Liverpool. Well, okay? the next three—that's what we said. The next three it's, it's, are are useful at as, West Ham. Yeah, Newcastle. Which West Ham is absolutely wrecked right now. Sure. Newcastle at home, yeah, is is a fine fine enough matchup for them. And then at Everton, it doesn't scare you at all. At whatever point FPL decided to to reshuffle the defensive uh, categories here and make West Ham uh, playing at West Ham a gray rated matchup, I noticed that. And ever at Everton a gray rated well, matchup. I mean, I, it's I, because someone looked at it and like there was too many twos. I don't know if you noticed that there was never yeah. any ones, a ton of twos, hardly any threes. Yeah. And we're, we're we're talking about the fixture ranking when you click on a player's right. name and it shows you the fixtures and it it ranks the clubs or how tough the match might be. That's what we're referencing. Yeah, I there's no way in the world you're afraid of playing West Ham United right now, right. and and I don't think Everton's shown anything defensively. It could could they be better than? Yeah, I mean they they are better than West Ham, but. You know, I just don't think there's anything scary about the next three for Crystal Palace. But then they go through that really rough stretch Yuck, there. But but Yuck yeah. has the physicality that could be awesome. They but, need they need a body to play matches. Uh, he's a body. He's a six and so, six foot four inch, right, dude that looks like he'd be a skull crusher. So if they, what I'm saying is, he, his cousin <laughs> might be Martin Skirtle. <laughs> I'm. I'm not that is saying so stereotyping. I can't even handle it. I'm it's so. I'm true. so. I want to say stud, but only Why? because of price and usefulness. Guys, That's it. I regret bringing him into the podcast agenda. Why? He's a dud. He's four and a half dollars. Just the fact that Crystal Palace have fourteen guys out doesn't instantly make Yach a stud. All right. They paid a lot of Stop money it. for him, and he's a center back, which is what they need. Okay. Yeah. He's going to come in. You know he's going to have he's going to head in at least one goal this weekend. This Anytime week, Scott hates on someone this goal. much, yeah. They always score. That's not true. Absolutely. I'm not always your pure wrong. your pure yep. hatred is going to make him a scorer <laughs> for the next 3 matches. Yaro Scott. Yuck. If I was going to buy but 
Although I will say, if I was going to buy a, a Crystal Palace Defender, yeah. I would still buy Fosu Mensa at 4.4. Scott 4. Dan. No, no. Yeah, Scott Dan is out, out, out. We know that. It's Fosu Mensa at 4.4. Yeah, I would have I Fosu Mensa before I would have Yak. However, I'm not owning Fosu Mensa, is what right, he wanted right. to say. Moving, I moving on. regret that I just made our list. See what you did? Do that. You Listen did this. We're did never going to get through this if we don't yes, move we on. Yes, we are. Everton, two significant signings so far. We've talked a little bit about these guys already. Jenk Tosun and Theo Walcott. Jenk Tosun is exactly what's going on if you're, if you're playing him. The, the pod consensus already we know on Theo Walcott is stud. Yes. Yes. We are all in agreement that Theo Walcott at 7.1 has the potential to be 7.5 in the next two weeks. Yes. yes. Yeah. Very easily. Although... Tosun... Um, I I did hesitate a little bit, um, you know, when trying to replace Marco, um, and the reason why they play they play home to Leicester, and you'd rather play Leicester at home than at Leicester. But right now, Everton in this whatever weird funk they're in again, I don't know that Leicester is really the team you really want to play to unfunk. You know what I mean? Yes. I yes, agree. but they had the week off. Right. No FA Cup match over the weekend. Sure. They've had time to figure it out. Yeah. I think that I think a lot can happen if we want to zoom in on one match, this midweek match. I think they can they could have done a lot of good together over this last week plus to get ready for this one sure. match. They're going to be hyped up. If there's there's a, I mean, now by the time people listen to this, the match is probably going to be over, but sure. it, it doesn't matter. I think that there's some good that they can do in the very near future, which makes me want to make this switch immediately. Yeah. That, then they play at Arsenal. So the next two weeks, I was a little you hesitant. You can score on them. Sure. Arsenal, right, Dave? Arsenal stinks. We all know that. I mean, they're about to sell Rob Holding. Their defense is trash. I know. What's what? Who's going to stop Theo Walcott per Murdersacker? <laughs> Dude, so what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Skull crush him? Hey, Brian. Another he's not, reason he's to own Walcott is his ownership is one point five percent. Right. Yeah. So now, after the next two, listen. We already said this. We said it a few weeks ago. They play three of the of the current top six three times the rest of the season. Everton have three total matches against the current top six the rest of the season. Out of fourteen remaining, right? So they have. I'd say their schedule is is basically strong. They do have to play at Burnley, not not ideal, but that's still out of the rest of the matches for the for the rest of the season. Everton have a really great run. Theo Walcott and even. I would say anything less than seven and a half for Theo Walcott. I feel like it's kind of the same for anything under eight for Mctarian. Right. Oh, it yeah. seems like something that you can easily do with players that you probably yes. already have. Hey, well, in, in very good comparison, Walcott will not go any lower than seven point one for the eleven percent of the season. For the eleven percent of people who are looking for now for a replacement for Leroy Sané for the next three weeks, three Victorian. to six weeks, however much it is, you can easily go from eight point four down to either one of those 7. guys 6. and save yourself some money. Absolutely, because it would be more difficult. You can't 
you couldn't necessarily just find 0.5 or 0.6, whatever, you know, Sterling, I don't think is up to 9 yet. 8.9. Right. So it's, it's tougher to go up to someone like that. Yeah. So you have two guys who you can make, you know, you can save yourself some money right now by going to one of those guys. Low, low ownership, you know, not the highest risk and decent, you know, de- yeah. potential reward yeah. on both agree, of those guys. Completely. But Walcott is w- way up there. But rapid fire on Jinkto soon, Dave. Stud or Dud? Dud. Brian. Yeah, Dud. Yeah, I agree. Bring back DCL. We've got two signings to discuss from Huddersfield. Alex Pritchard comes in, twelve million pounds from Norwich City, and then uh, Terence Congolo from Monaco on loan, defender. Do you care? Nope. You just want to dud both guys just because they're Huddersfield guys, Dave. No, you're I'll, hateful. No, 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 no. I, I like Huddersfield. It's I like Huddersfield, and I like Wagner. 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 Yeah, sure. I can't say his name. This but is decent business by Huddersfield. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it is. It's, it's, it's. But that's not the question, right? It's, it's FPL. Not, that's not the question. Uh, I'm not going to be buying either one, and I'll say dud purely be for the reasons of that we've said. Okay, Brian. In other words, like you know, we stated the rules in the beginning, right? Yeah, that's right. We're looking just at FPL. Just FPL, dud. Yeah, I'm going to say dud on the grounds that you, I, you would need to. You would need to tell me why I should buy any Huddersfield player at all. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go ahead and with Dud as well. We've got two players from Leicester to discuss. Adrian Silva comes in from Sporting Lisbon. And uh, and then Fusaini Diabate as well. Two signings to Leicester City. Are you sure you Leicester said City. that right? I'm not. But you know what? I'm going to say it confidently and pretend like it's right. I like He's it. He's got to be close. So Diabate, is he coming in to replace Ujoa? I mean, Brian, they already had a million forwards. Now they just have a million more. They have one forward. And his name is Jamie Vardy, right? Yeah. They have a forward. Yeah. And yet Diabate came into the FA Cup match. I and think he had a twice. Brace. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> That's interesting. No, I, um, now, it was against lower league competition. Still. Claude Puel talked about the you know, giving the, you know, kind of being excited about their, you know, kind of a, a perfect way to welcome yourself to England. and But just saying, like, for uh, speaking of Diabate, like, just that he's young and that and that there's no guarantee of, you know, this is just, we got him some playing time. This is this is a perfect start, but I feel like it was a, a very balanced, like, perfect, let's be realistic about this to right. start with. Right. Um. He also, I mean, in the same, because in the same press conference, he talked about Ianacho's work rate, not only in the, in that match that he had played well, but then also that Ianacho has been great in practice. Yeah, sure. So, you know, like, yeah, like you want the intensity from players like that, and hopefully the manager sees that kind of stuff. But, you know, I just I just feel like the odds of it translating into real minutes on the real field is yeah. I, I think Adrian Silva is going to be a very good player for Leicester, but right now, based on playing time and whatnot, I say dud on both. Um, 1,258 people own Silva already. <laughs> oh, yeah? Wow. As of a little bit ago, whenever I look. Interesting. It's at 0%, but, it, they, but he has a positive ownership. He at least has numbers of people that bought him. His family members. You think he has 1,258 family members? That's a lot. There are a lot of Silvas, I imagine, globally, but sure. I don't know that you could say necessarily that they're all relative. Yeah, sure. 
This has uh, Ahmed Musa or Damari Gray all over it, the, the Diabati signing. Uh, I don't see him being ownable necessarily in FPL. And I agree with you, Dave. I think Adrian Silva will be decent eventually. Yeah. But this second half of the season. No, it's a, I think it's a no. great signing for Lester. I just, for for our specifications, I just repeated myself from a few minutes ago. Yeah. It's a dud. Vardy, Mares, Maguire. That's my three Lester players Albright. if I'm going Albright. Lester. He yeah. would be my fourth. Okay. Uh, I am also pro uh, Ben Chilwell and Casper Schmeichel. Holy smokes. That's six. Yeah. A There's high a lot. Lester. You need there. two clubs. In order to be able to play all those Leicester players. There are a lot of useful Leicester players. I don't know if we can say that any more times this season. Universal duds. And and their schedule's pretty nice. Yes. Pretty nice. So we're going elsewhere. Liverpool, I think we already know uh, and have discussed this signing, but Virgil van Dijk, FPL stud? or FPL Virgil van Dijk is already up in price. Virgil van Dijk is a hell of a player. But you know what, Scott? In this stutter dud game, he is a dud. Hmm. Only based because of his teammates around him. Yeah. <laughs> Defensively. Right? I mean, come on. Liverpool hasn't been a stalwart of defensive prowess this Their year. defenders do well in FPL when their attack is strong and the clean sheet is the result of the opposition not getting the ball. Sure. Um, sure. I'm. Uh, this is a really challenging one. Because I don't trust one other Liverpool defender at all other than Virgil van Dijk now. Not Andy Robertson? Not with Alberto Moreno being healthy. He was not very good in that FA Cup match, though. But every, every report is him like ready to fight Andy Robertson for a starting job back. So, and he was Klopp's first choice I know. all season. It's wrong. I, that is a that is a rare I, Klopp error, but I don't fine. believe anything about anyone in their defense except Van Dyke, and so that's one of the reasons why I'm a bit inclined to say stud. But for five and a half, you know who else is five and a half that will flip you right now? I know Harry Maguire. Yeah, and there you go, dud. That puts I mean, him right to a dud in the stipulations of the game. I don't know though. That's it, the great Liverpool gamble, right? We said it last yeah. week. I said it last week with Loris Carius, right? I'm tempted to go down to Loris Carius as a goalkeeper. The because schedule's of how, right. Exactly. But that also could be a curse for Liverpool. Right. Since we've discussed that in the last two matches, they've lost to Swansea. They've lost to West Brom in two different competitions. Yeah. Like, you can't get lower than that in the Premier League. That's literally 19th and 20th in the table. Right. Yeah. There's other guys, again, lower. Stones is 5.4. I mean. No, I, yeah. I'm, I, there are plenty of guys around, around that price. Van Dijk that, arguably could be one of the best defender center back in the league. Okay, I'm, I think he's an amazing player. I just do not trust Moreno, and and I, I just don't trust Liverpool's defense. So you say dud, Brian? Yeah. Man, I like the ownership, and and at that price, I mean, he is he is. Uh, I would say he's an unbelievably high risk, decent reward stud. I'm going to say, for FPL purposes, dud. Yeah, you surprised? Uh, no, because uh, no, uh, I think you're right. Okay. Now I have no idea if I'm saying this right. I haven't watched any of the media on this signing, but it seems pretty apparent that Manchester City are about to purchase a defender of their own, Americ Laporta. La- Laporta. 
Maybe. Right? Well, we'll have Brian J. tell us how to say it one sometime. All right. For so now, that's what we're going. This with. is difficult. He does not. Uh, he's not on the website yet, and therefore does not have a price. But once he does, so stutter it dud. Well, I'll say this: if he is in the price of a John Stones, I think he's going up. He's going in the sixes at that purchase. If he price, goes in the sixes, uh, he's coming in at what is like fifty-five million pounds or something like yeah, that. He's, there, he's going to transfer fee. He's, yeah, he's that's a big be transfer fee for a defender. It's going to be high. Well, what was, it's what just was higher Virgil's? than Kyle was Virgil's Walker, like sixty? Seventy-five. Seventy-five. Yeah. Kyle Walker was fifty. I think, Good lord. So he's going to be coming in a little higher than Kyle Walker's fee during the summer. Um, I mean, he's already being touted as the the next best defender in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sure if, if Pep's going to go get go get someone like this, I feel like in the in the January window, a defender. I, um, but is he going to play? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, is he playing over Odomendi or Stones? Is that what you're asking? Yes. I don't know. Oh man, what if he plays for John? What if John Stones rides the pine the rest of the season? That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Probably, They've probably got four not. competitions. They're still in. What competitions is he going to come in and play in? That's the question, right? Right. That's the that's the epic Man City question of the season. Yeah. Who's playing in what competitions? If it's not the Premier League, it's not worth our time. And yet, at fifty-five million. Surely he's going to come into some important matches. He's coming from Athletic Bilbao, and maybe he's more adept to the Champions League style. You know, so I but I don't he's know. Spanish, what, that's Dave. a lot to ask of, he's a, in, of a new incoming guy to throw him into a knockout Champions League stage. I feel like you have to say dud because he's coming from La Liga. I agree. I, I'm completely dud. All right, Brian. Um, it it also is difficult because there's no price on him. But I'm just going to go out yeah, on the line. I would say you as, uh, you'd assume. If he comes in less than six dollars, it would be intriguing. But I can't imagine that he would. Yeah, I coming agree. in as an expensive guy and without any guarantee of what, where, where, and who and when. I mean, you just have to say dud right now. I think you can only consider. I think you can only consider him if you don't already own a city defender. And then even if you don't, and you're going to purchase the city defender, is he going to be the one you purchase? Yeah, I, I think that says everything. That's what I mean. Uh, right now. That you'd have to you'd have to argue me out of John Stones out of any city guy, yeah. And it's a, and it's even a then, I don't love city defense any more than they give up a goal a match right now. I know. Yeah, agreed. All right, Dave. Manchester United. Alexis Sanchez, stutter dud. Well, he's been a dud in my opinion all season long, That's... based on his. Price, Brian, I think $11.7 billion. If you look at his points per pound, I'm not even going to get into it, but bottom line is it's not even close okay, but, to being worth but, having any value. But he's coming but in the as the first, highest paid player in Manchester and the United first thing squad. That he, and the first person that he got to replace coming in for a Manchester United lineup was basically Anthony Martial. But it was a... An FA Cup match against a lower league club. Yeah, right. I think I think I'll be surprised. Uh, coming, I can't remember if they play tomorrow or Wednesday. But bottom line is, uh, I believe Marshall will be starting, and I think Sanchez will be as well. I think Mata will be on the bench. I think Sanchez, based on price though, will be will be dud. He's been dud all season. 
Although he's happy, Brian. I think he's happy to be in a new place. He is playing with a lot of talent around him. I think Paul Pogba, honestly, at a, at a 8.0 is going to be the better Manchester United midfielder. I mean, he's $3.7 billion less than Sanchez. I know. And I think you're going to get as much or better production out of Pogba false. going forward. 100% false. I'm not saying you're not going to get any production from Pogba, but Sanchez is going to score the goals. I'm, I'm the thing that's scary about Alexis Sanchez is that he is, he has the capability There's, of, of making you care about a guy that's over $11 in your midfield. He is motivated too. He There's is no going doubt. to prove. He makes me nervous. Yeah. He's going to prove that he can succeed at Manchester United. And he has the ability to do it. I if, if he starts out right away, if he scores. He already is. If if he's I know, he's already, like FPL is is talking about the potential not just of his goal scoring threat, but more his just creativity in general. That that already he create, you know, he walks into this Manchester United side and starts creating chances for just about everybody as the second he's out there. If he scores and assists, if he does good in his first match, I think people will still hesitate a little bit. But if he does good twice, he has two good games in a J- row. Jump on it. I just feel is like everyone I feel like everyone will will move quickly. The problem is you're gonna have to make a decision, right? You're gonna have to go Right now, yeah, you, still, own, you still own Mo Salah. Right. You still own Mo Salah. Right. And so unless Salah gets hurt, you're going to have to make a decision between having two premium forwards or yeah. two premium midfielders. I don't know that you can go wrong if Sanchez is playing well. Yeah. But that, it's a decision you have to make. It's a commitment. Owning Alexis Sanchez is a major commitment. And that's not one that I'm personally going to make. Yeah. However, I'm going to say that Alexis Sanchez will be an FPL stud. And not only that... You could buy him now, and not only that, you could triple captain him now. He's going yeah, to come he, out as a whirlwind, Yosemite Sam-like offensive machine because he's got a lot to prove. He's going to overcome his Mohamed Elneny and other Arsenal haters who are out, who've been saying yeah. he wasn't a good teammate, he wasn't this, he didn't try, he didn't do that, whatever. He's going to come in and prove them all wrong by scoring the hell out of goals. So so are you buying him? Personally, no, but I won't judge anyone who does. I'm, I'm going to call him an FPL stud, even though I don't want to make that commitment. I'm happy with Kane Aguero and Salah right now. Yeah. But if any one of those three gets hurt, you better believe it. Yeah. You better believe it. No, you're right. You, you make a compelling argument. Uh, it is interesting, although, uh, and, and here's the other thing too, uh, Manchester United's defense has been good all year. Um, De Gea, Phil Jones, and company not Vincent, just and company. <laughs> and the rest. Um, little C, not so, K. <laughs> but he, he's going to get some a few extra points from clean sheets. I think United will continue oh, to get yeah. clean sheets. Good point. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So, a couple I, points there. Yeah, a couple points here, a couple points there, make a big difference. Mm, and, you and, gave Brian our league last year. So anyways, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. I'm, going to st- I'm going to say dud right now just to be... Uh, You've got principles. Listen, everyone... Wishful thinking too. Yeah, I the percentage it. ownership on Salah is can't go much higher. So and Sanchez is a three point six, right? So the Wait, two three point six ownership. Yeah, okay. he's extremely low. So only a hundred and forty six thousand people own Alexis Sanchez total right now. 
I feel like it's similar. I mean, you saw it this past week with, with Hazard. Like, own him or not, not having the a guy who is like a 15-point capable guy every single week is like a roll of the dice. It's the same as not owning Kane the rest of the season. You can do it. You're probably going to, if you did, if you had to pick between Aguero and Kane, you're going to hate yourself for not having one or the other of those guys mm-hmm. the rest of the year in, in, especially in matchups, in favorable matchups. You know what, you know, is he, is he, do you expect him to come in and hat trick his first game? I don't know that you necessarily, Scott is saying I do. yes. I do. What I'm saying I, is, I like, think there's a chance. They're the two, like, Hazard and Sanchez are the two guys that I feel like the rest of the season could have like league changing big ceilings capability because their ownership is so low. Yeah. And Sanchez, because he's going into a situation now where, yes, highly motivated uh, and like m- massively creative with Pogba. Martial, Lukaku, Sanchez up front. Yeah. I mean, there's big, big, big potential. No, you're right. That's fair. But you still hate because he's not a gunner anymore. Well, a little bit, but his price is just 11.7. You're going to have to do a lot to justify that price in in my mind. It's a commitment, but I think his owners will be happy. All right, this one we can do quickly. Kennedy on loan from Chelsea going to Newcastle. Stutter dud. Is anyone for Newcastle a stud? Not right now. Um, no, no one from Newcastle is a stud right now. And I would of, include of Kennedy. any kind. I'd include Kennedy in that as well. He's cheap. That's the big thing. Four point seven. Yeah, and the the problem is he's a midfielder coming in. He's a midfielder to start. If he was a defender, I would be more intrigued. But then he would also be way too expensive to matter at that price anyway. Nothing is going to make me more happy than if Kennedy does something relevant over the next few weeks, and we ha- and we make Brian say how to say on his name, his full name, his full name. No, we're not doing that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might uh, now. We might now. It is fabulous. Excellent. Guido Correa for uh, Southampton coming in from Monaco, nineteen point one million pounds. Stutter dud, Dave. Uh, Dad, I don't even know who he is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so no, funny. his name's Guido. Uh, that's got to be good for something. Listen, of all the guys who are coming into a situation that could immediately become stud, this is one of the few guys that is an unknown entity that could walk in immediately to stud category for one simple reason. The Southampton striker position. Manolo so Gabbiadini. <laughs> Last year, anyone who anyone who bought Gabbiadini right, right away was thrilled. That's true. Because that was the best that he did the entire time that he played for Saints. There was never a better run of matches than Gabbiadini's first four or five or whatever. Right. Was. And he, didn't he come in in January? I feel like he came in in January. Yeah, he came in in the spring. Yeah. He started right away, and he scored goals immediately. Yeah. So... Can this like Charlie Austin's still hurt? So shocker. You're so you're not getting Charlie Austin back anytime soon. Gabby Adini is Gabby Adini, and Shane Long is Shane and Long. Shane Long is Shane Long. So there is there isn't a guy that's going to be big competition for him. Yeah, 
they need a guy to do this right away. This is going to be one extreme or the other because Mauricio Pellegrino is familiar with Carrillo. They've been together before, but Pellegrino is also the manager who is most on the hot seat. So if Carrillo can't come in and score goals for Southampton, Pellegrino's gone and then forget about Guido. Not going to happen. So I agree with you, Brian. Could be could be a big deal. Could be a stud in the beginning, but this is the biggest risk-reward signing of the summer. And I say that knowing summer? we just... De- I'm sorry, winter? Of the winter. Thank you. And I, know, and I say that knowing we just discussed Alexis Sanchez. Fair enough. All right. Stoke City, Moritz Bauer coming in from Ruben Kazan. Dave, another guy you probably don't know, so just go ahead and say dud. Dud. Well, he's already been playing for them. Yeah, so, he has. He's played. He's played. He's played a couple games. Yeah. Um. He's a, he's a he's a four point six. They did get a clean sheet against Huddersfield. Right. And, so, and which, he played. Which you hope that they would. That's, and, that's the that's the <laughs> least that you would hope for your Stoke City and, Potters is that they would find a way to get a clean sheet at home against Huddersfield. And Stoke's next four games is are very reasonable. They're home to Watford, at Bournemouth. Home to Brighton, and then they're at Leicester. Yeah. So the next four games, pretty reasonable. Definitely the next three. That's interesting. That's an interesting play. He's very cheap at a four point five. Um, for the next month, Scott, I'll say stud. Brian, uh, I don't. I still don't think I want anything to do with Stoke City's defense. There's only two Stoke City players I want of any Stoke City players. And they're both midfielders. Um, so I'm going to say dud on the grounds that Stoke City's defense is still a, a terrible joke. But sure, he could quickly prove people wrong. And if you needed a cheap guy and you wanted to take a real shot. I agree. I'm going with a known commodity, even at that price. So I'm going to go dud. Sure. Tottenham has just signed Lucas Mora from PSG. Massive signing. Stud or dud? Uh, the way I saw, I, I'm sorry, I don't have the the guy in front of me right this moment, but the uh, said that it's um, talked about his finishing uh, lacking and saying it might not be quite. It's not far off to say to describe him as the the Theo Walcott of hmm. uh, uh, League Un. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, League Un. Not the French, Lagoon, the French League Un. <laughs> Of the French League. Go of ahead. Of La French League. Yes, there you go. <laughs> wow. We are so American. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely need they need depth. So Well, that's the thing. I, Rotation I, is is got to be a risk here with this guy, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And then when he does play, who's he playing for? I, I think this is a move for next season. And I think uh, in case uh, something... Delhi gets eyes to go somewhere else, maybe, or I, I think this is a move not necessarily to affect this year, but for next year. Um, the Premier League uh, couldn't be more polar opposite in toughness when compared to La French League. So, I listen. I think uh, I think Lucas Moore is a is a very nice player, even though he might be Walcottish in front of goal. They don't need him to be a goal scorer. Yeah, they don't need a. Fin- they just they need, don't need a great finisher. Nope, they just need someone to get it to Kane. And uh, so I think he could fill that role. I just don't think is it's going to be. Is I, he left? He's a left winger. I thought he's more of a central midfielder. Anyways, I just think it's a dud. I think it, 
he, I don't have a price on him yet because he has not moved in. But I'll just go out, out on a limb and say dud just be, th- for this year. But I like – I think it's a good signing by the Spurs. I think it will benefit them more moving forward, not necessarily before the end of this current season. I'm going to feel really bad if I get this wrong. But I'm fairly certain I saw Sky Sports report that this is the first January signing for Tottenham since Delhi Ali three Januaries ago. It's amazing. Interesting, right? Yep. Uh, Brian, you agree, Dud, for this year? I'm going to say Dud for this year, but um, if he if he's coming in to cover for, like, I I I I thought for sure he was. If he's on the left, if he's playing on the left, then, I mean, to me that makes I mean that makes guys like Ben Davis, the casual. He's not a defender. No, I know, but Ben Davis isn't either. They're hardly ever playing Ben Davis as a as right. a defender. They're playing he'll him as a back. winger. Yeah. So he's not replacing Arie. I mean, that side, like that competition, is its own. Do you it, think he's competition for Delhi somehow? Maybe. I mean, or Delhi Sun struggle. I mean, Sun doesn't need competition, right? So, I mean, Sun. Delhi has not been great. I mean, he's been okay. He's been better than I thought. I don't. Know, I just feel like he could use a little little kick. Maybe Mora is going to provide that for him. I don't know. Because we don't know, I'm not buying him. I'm going to go with Dud myself. No, that's a, I agree. I don't think you're buying him, but it's definitely, I would say, solid signing. I think it's a not, great signing. Not a, not a guy to buy for FPL. Watford has their first signing of the January window. Gerard de Lufay, who's back in the well, Premier League. Welcome back. First signing for new manager, Javi Gracia. That 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 poor guy De La Feu, he just tries his damnedest to get into that Barcelona lineup, <laughs> and they crap on him every single time he tries. Yeah, he was that poor guy has been back and forth to Barcelona about ten times. Sure, he wasn't able to get into Everton's lineup when he was there. Why does Watford think he's going to do any better at Watford? Uh, the only thing I can think the the reason Watford has right now the other guys that we're doing Richarlison is like hates him. Right? <laughs> You're talking about the manager? Yeah. Right? <laughs> we don't well, know that. Well, no. we know for sure that whenever they fired Marco Silva... He was not happy. Yes. He... he angry a, emoji Angry face. emoji. I know. Yeah. this. I love that news is things like that. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm so Watford, angry. I'm going to give you an angry emoji Watford face. Watford have 12 hurt people yeah. on their team right now. Yep. So signing anybody, I think, is positive. And you've seen Dale Lefeu when when he was good for Everton, he was, he was okay. He was I'm not sure he was, he was never fantasy. You're he not, yeah, right. You're, yeah, you're not buying him. Yeah. No, Dud. Okay, good. And, Dud, and, Dud, you, Dud. and if you're not going to own Richarlison, if you're having tough times owning Richarlison oh, yeah. at this point, Why you're you never ever going to think about Dale Lefeu, Dud, Dud, even Dud, if Dud. he was a dollar. Very cool. Very good call. Well, if he was a dollar, no, and stop. you knew he was starting, stop it. This is this is one of our more intriguing ones of the pod. For those of you who st- stuck it out here to the end, second to last player of their podcast, West Brom's latest signing on loan from Liverpool, Daniel Sturridge. Daniel Sturridge is at a seven point nine billion dollars. Uh huh. Dud. Brian, I think my I think my difficulty with Daniel Sturridge one the fact that he's a fragile baby. Uh, is the is the number one hardest thing? He's a glass man to deal with when it comes to Daniel Sturridge. But I mean, Rondon, 
Jay Rodriguez, Hal Robson Kanu. Who's hurt. Yeah, I just... A little. Hamstring. I just feel like there's too many Sturge guys. Sturge is ahead of Rondon at this point. He's got to be ahead of Rondon in it, the depth chart. I'm starting Sturge. If, I just think they're all... What I'm saying is I feel like they're all useful J-Rod for, for is West in Brown. form yes, right now. Jay Rodriguez is, is definitely, definitely. And he's cheap. But Alan Pardew is starting two strikers. Yeah. So, in my opinion, J-Rod and Sturridge up front together is an improvement over J-Rod and Rondon together. Yes. And Rondon has been playing well. Like, he's been, he's been playing fine. Okay, but, fine. But he's not playing good enough to be better he's than... He's third on the depth chart. Right. Here's my only question. Are there magical, restorative healing powers in the West Midlands air? Maybe. To make Daniel Sturridge a healthy human being again? He's 7.9. This goes back to something earlier in this pod Brian brought up. I don't remember on who, but it was it was the William and... Uh, yeah. Uh, Barkley. This is the exact same thing. At, at Sturridge at a 7.9 and Rodriguez is... Is that a 5.5? All right, I'm going to play my cards out and say I'm not going to do this, but just to play devil's advocate for a second. What if you decided to go to one premium forward and two premium midfielders? Okay. Say, for, say for Sanchez. Okay. Who's now, I think, ownable suddenly in, in, in sure. FPL. So, but to get to him, you got to sell a premium forward and get a second tier forward. Right. You've got Vardy, you've got Firmino there at that second tier. Yep. Do you think Sturridge could be in that same tier? Maybe. I just Could man. you do a two for two swap and get, you know, sell Aguero and some some second tier midfielder for Alexis and Sturridge? You could. I just don't think he's gonna come in and all of a sudden have amazing form. Just depends. What what kind of magic doth there lie in the West Midlands? Doth there lie. <laughs> It's funny. I mean, I guess if they're not going to expect him to be, I mean, he's not. They don't need him to be explosive guy. I feel like uh, I feel like they have that with. I mean, Jay Rodriguez seems to be the pace guy anyway in that duo. Just like and that, Suarez was, and that's what Sturridge and that's what Robson Kanu would be if he if if and when he gets healthy again. But I don't know. I, I mean, I, he's definitely. I mean, he's he's healthy. He has the potential. He's, he I'm not, is. I'm not he has huge. Yeah, he's goal scoring potential for a team that, when they were good last year, when they were scoring three goals a game, everyone was all over them. Well, we're not last year though. I know, but I mean, when Matt Phillips <laughs> yes. and Chris Brunt and everyone yes, else looked true. like a great, they were great. It was a, it was a, it was a, a half season of. There was a point of when, real value when from Matt West Bromwich. Chris Brunt and McCauley, you could have owned Indoor Foster. You could Not have a owned point. three or four. There's about two months West Brom where players, that was the yeah. case last year. Yeah, I think you, if you have Vardy and Firmino, one or the other, Vardy or Firmino, or both, and he is the one who gets into form, you could easily make that move, right? You yeah, know, for the inform striker. Otherwise, not to use another American football analogy, but I'm going this to. This is not a football podcast. It is, it is, but not American football. Yes. Otherwise, you would have to basically Tim Tebow your way through your lineup to yeah. you know, rearrange everything around getting him into it. And then it's just not working. Like I described. At that point, why are you doing that? Yeah, exactly. He's going to score a lot of goals to make me want to do that. Uh, Joao Murillo. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Joao Mario? Is that the start of a song? <laughs> Joao Mario. <laughs> He's Italian. 
no, he's is not. it by? Is I that by? I think, uh, he's, I think he's Portuguese. I know, isn't he? I know. Is that Ger- uh, Gerardo? I'm pretty sure it's Joao Murillo, isn't it? Joao. Yeah, you're I, thinking I, of um, Joao Murillo. You're thinking of Rico Suave. That's Rico Suave. <laughs> yes, West Ham has signed Rico Suave. Rico. Stud or dud? Um, I don't want to be. I don't want to own anyone from West Ham United. I can't believe how quickly this has turned on the uh, on the hamstrings of two key players for them. I don't even want Adrian as my second goalkeeper. There are better goalkeepers for four point four dollars than there are than Adrian is. For anyone who's new to our pod, Brian is a closet hammers fan. Yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, there's nothing been, wrong with wanting. There's nothing wrong with wanting West Ham United to do well. That's up. You're right. <laughs> Says Absolutely, a Hammers fan. Absolutely. Listen, <laughs> I just don't think you want. I I feel like I would rather have Mark Noble than him. Sure. Um, not just because of unproven commodity, but because West Ham is in the same boat as he's coming in at a high price, man. Six point five. I mean, it's kind of a high price. You'd have to convince me to not have Shakiri over Joel Maria, Mar- yeah, and that's Rico not, Mario, and that's not happening, <laughs> right? Exactly. Dud. All right. Stamp. We've made it through the signings up through the 29th of January. We did this because we could, because that's how the calendar worked that's this it. time around. We hope you enjoyed it and got some good advice on some of these new signings. Uh, we're sure to have gotten a few of these wrong. Oh, but that's the beauty of what we do, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, I wish we could get them all right, but that's just not the case. It's not going to happen. All it's going to take is one of these guys doing one good thing to be completely wrong. <laughs> there you go. So true. But I think we're Yuck. on the. I think we're on the money though, calling most of these guys duds. January signings don't usually come in and light up the earth, right. especially in fantasy. They might make a club a little bit better, but usually not major fantasy scoring. Uh, opportunities here with some of, with most of these guys. Yeah, Watch Aaron Lennon. He's going to tear it up. There you man. go. Next week, we'll be back reviewing the weekend matches. Maybe we'll sneak in uh, this midweek match week a little bit in the conversation. Yeah, yeah two, maybe. Two match weeks uh, before between now and our next normal pod. That's it. Well, find us in all the Fantasy Soccer FC media spots, Twitter, Facebook. Website. All the ats, website.com. You can find us at fantasysoccerfc.com. That's right. And on our website's blog, we're going to uh, update the Fantasy Soccer FC pronunciation guide. Yes. Brian has uh, gone through and put his recent How to Say with Brian J segments into written format. We're going to post it on our blog and and update the pronunciation guide link on all the our way, site. All the way back to July. It's good stuff. All the way back to our summer series on getting to know the newly promoted clubs. Wait, did, did you find some things in there that, that surprised you? We did a how to say for each one. Is that right? Yeah, we learned how what? to say Florian Lejeune. Oh, yeah, that's right. We, uh, Just in time to get ankle stomped by Harry Kane, we Joe de- Bennett we style. De- we, definitively, uh, we definitively named Aaron Moy over the summer. Yeah. And we also definitively named uh, Anthony... Knockard. Oh yeah, that's right. We chose wisely on those names in hindsight. Um, they've been fan. They've been further Premier League relevant. Further sure. research on Knockart, uh determined that there is there is some precedent for pronouncing the hard K. 
Not cart. Canockart. Canockart. Mm-hmm. Really? It's it's more than once Did I heard French people pronouncing the K. Canockart. Canockart. I like it. From now on, I'll call him Canockart. Although it was also, I also found plenty of salty fans from as far back as Lester who said, "Screw it, it's Knockart." <laughs> <laughs> On that, uh, for the Fancy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. And, uh, until next time.